Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I'm in Mark chapter 11, verse 12. Mark 11, verse 12. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry and he noticed a fig tree in a full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. That's a weird passage, isn't it? You ought to be thinking, what's wrong with you, Jesus? <laughs> we heard that there was, it's not the time for the fruit. Right? You heard me read that, didn't you? It's not the time for the fruit. There's something going on here that must be outside of our typical thinking when you read this, right? Because Jesus doesn't waste his time. He doesn't waste his words. He doesn't do things unnecessarily. He does things with a purpose. Look at your neighbor right now and say, Jesus is about doing purposeful things. He's working it in you right now. Tell him that. He's working his purpose in you right now. How many of you thought when you left for church this morning, you got all dressed up, you thought when you arrived at church that you would arrive at what it appears like a Pentecostal service from the 1990s? You didn't have that plan, did you? Jesus does everything with a purpose. The Holy Ghost is about accomplishing his purpose. And y'all parents, hang in there. I'll try not to go too long on you and make it so bad for your kids and you that it's disturbing. I just hate to let them leave this, the atmosphere. I hate to let them get out of this. And so just hang in there, children. I, I know this is different, but I want you to see something. Even you young people, I want you to see something in the Word of God. That, that when it doesn't make sense, what, what happens in this situation, by the time I'm done, it'll start to make sense to you. But when you read it like that, you think, Jesus, what is wrong with you? You're messed up. What did that fig tree do to deserve you cursing it? Have you ever said anything that you didn't want somebody else to hear? You ever said, let me rephrase that. Have you ever found yourself in a spot where you said something and you found out they heard it, but you weren't intending for them to hear it? That ever happened to, so 14 of you out of 120? Sure you have. 
I think this happened with Jesus. Only he did intend for them to hear it. They just didn't think that he intended for them to hear it. Uh, Wish that was the case for us, right? That you could rewind the tape, take back something you said, be a bit quieter so that they didn't catch it. I know you parents have said stuff your kids have heard you didn't anticipate them hearing. You gave away something they weren't supposed to hear. Jesus does this in that scenario. So let's find out what he's all about. I'm going to skip down to verse 19. So in between what happens when they left Bethany, he clears the temple just to put you in context. This is that event where he cleared the temple. People doing stuff in church they're not supposed to be doing, hawking goods, making people overpay for stuff that they had to have to, uh, to obtain forgiveness. And these, they were exchanging money and, and it, the atmosphere had changed and what was supposed to be a place of prayer had become a, a, a mercantile. And so the next day, here it is, verse 19 now, same chapter. That evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city. Here we are. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree, he had cursed. The disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. We know what Jesus said, but I, I, I think he wanted to say amen. So be it. Looks like you're on to something, Peter. You ever state the obvious? We have a running joke in our, in our household, in our life, when we're riding down the road. There are occasions that Pastor Amy will state the obvious. We're just driving along in a car, and she'll say, oh, there's a house for sale. We're, we're, we're coming up on Shoney's. That's a southern re- restaurant, uh, you know. Just state the obvious. I think Jesus might have said that to Peter. Hmm, you are pretty got pretty keen perception there, Peter. Just like I said it would be cursed, it is cursed. But why on earth did Jesus curse the fig tree? It was doing what fig trees do the way fig trees do them. It had leaves. Fig trees have leaves. 
in the right time of the year, behind those leaves will come a little fig that'll pop out. And it'll grow till it's ripe. Actually, fig tree, fig season has just passed. You just missed your, missed your best opportunity at fresh pigs. Figs. Fresh pigs. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Fresh figs. <laughs> so this, the natural law is such that that fig tree was doing what it was supposed to do. So why on earth does Jesus curse it? It doesn't make logical sense until you read the rest of the story. Because look what happens. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Thank you, Maria. You're on cue, sister. Have faith in God. I tell you that... Now think for a moment. Why does he make the... Why does he start there? Jesus said to his disciples... Let me back up for a second. Said to his disciples, have faith in God. We're looking at a fig tree. God bless you. I know. <laughs> that just came right out. Hallelujah. Um, and so God, he, he says to him, Jesus says to him, let's catch the point. Have faith in God. Must be Jesus is about to tell him. Something they need to hear, right? Something that's going to cause their faith to increase. Something that's going to cause their faith to recognize something that in faith you can do that you can't do in the natural. Right? Have faith in God, brothers. Next slide. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, Hold up, hold up, Jesus. Hold up, Jesus. You were talking to trees yesterday, and now you're telling us to talk to rocks and stuff. May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. There's the point where we really need faith, isn't it? Have faith in God, brothers. Because I'm about to tell you something that's going to blow your natural mind. And it will happen, Jesus said. But, there's a but. But, you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. There's where we all get off the train, isn't it? I, I tell you, Jesus goes on and he says, the, you notice in the house, this is in red. So it's still Jesus speaking. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, 
If you believe that you've received it, received, received is past tense. But he's in the present saying, if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. If you believed you received it, you received it, you believe you received it, it will be yours. The thing that is not yet will be yours. The thing that hasn't happened yet will be yours. Jesus cursed the tree yesterday. He knew it was cursed the moment he cursed it. Do you realize that if Jesus had wanted to, that tree would have withered in front of their eyes? Jesus is using the circumstances to teach them something they need to get. Kids, y'all hang in there. I won't do this to you very often. Parents, do the same. Hang in there. I won't do this to you often. I just, today I'm trying to be obedient to Holy Spirit and do your best. And, and this is being recorded, so if you need to get it, you know, pick it up online. It'll be there. If you're missing something because of your kids fidgety, like kids will be. It will happen. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. You can pray for anything and if you believe you You've received it. It will be yours. But you got to, there's another but. There's another but. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Apparently, there are two things working in these verses that we have to pay close attention to, isn't it? The first is that we have to pray it. We have to believe it. So pray it. There are several things happening. We pray it, which implies saying it. you got to say it. Notice Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And the disciples we know he spoke to it because the disciples heard him say to the fig tree, be cursed. May no one ever enjoy your fruit again. Jesus altered the natural by what he said in the spirit and of faith. He altered the natural because that's why he goes into this here in this section. Y'all pardon me. This is not COVID. This is just emotion. <sighs> How much faith do y'all have in the first three rows right now? <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> 
But when you're praying, you, so, so what is all working? You pray it, say it, believe it, don't doubt it. What do you believe in? You believe you've already received it. In other words, Jesus already did the work. He's already accomplished the task. Oh, I got to take you someplace else for a second. No. <laughs> Give me a second here. I know where it is, even though my little page marker left. There it is. Ephesians 3, verse 20. I could get you, you could get us there also, uh, Maria. Ephesians 3, verse 20. So you got to catch this because it's connected. Now all glory to God. Who is able? I think we need to stand up while we read this word. Maria, can you bring it up so everybody can read it with me? I want you to say it with me. Now all glory to God who is able. Stop for a moment. Look at your neighbor right now and say God's able. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power Come on, look back at your neighbor and say, he has mighty power. He don't have my power. He has mighty power. He don't have a little bit. He has mighty power. He don't have a touch. He has everything that you could possibly need. Through his mighty power. And what's happening with his mighty power? At work in us. So look back at your neighbor again and say, his mighty power is at work in you. It's at work in you. It's in you. And what does that mighty power do? It is able to accomplish infinitely. I, I know I made you stand and I'm preaching in the middle of a verse, but I can't stop to accomplish infinitely more. Your God is infinite. For you, for you young people and perhaps others that may not understand the word, it just means that God don't stop. He ain't got no quit in him. He's infinite, never-ending. He is infinite in his mighty power, but guess what? It's that power at work in you. To accomplish infinitely more than we, could, we might ask or think. I can think pretty high. Y'all say that with me. Go from the word to, to accomplish. To accomplish 
infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now have a seat. Than we might ask or think. How many of y'all adults would be honest with this preacher for a minute and, and you pause for a moment when that, when that Powerball went all the way past a million and you, a billion and you thought, you thought something. Come on, wave at me. I will have the confessional open after service for the rest of you. I didn't ask if you played it. I just asked if you thought about it. Because I know some of you, you, you know, you tried and true believers, we're all talking about, well, Lord, if I won that, I would build your kingdom. Glory to God. My church would get the best tithe they ever got in history. You were thinking that, weren't you? Promise you, Jesus. <laughs> but I want you to think about something for a minute. Even a billion and a half dollars is finite. Now all glory to God who is able. <laughs> all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Stop limiting yourself, your activities, your plans, your program by what you think about you because he thinks differently. I'm saying God. He thinks differently about you than you do. You talk about what you can't do. God tells you what you could do if you would do it. Through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So stop, stop believing for just getting by. I don't want to just get by. I don't want to just cross over. I want to walk in the greatness of almighty, powerful God. Mighty power. Because, let's go back there. Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. There's a couple of buts. You have to not doubt. You have to truly believe. has to engage your heart and your head, which is the battleground, isn't it? We know the word of God is real. We know that almighty God is still working miracles today. He's still doing it. He still raises people from the dead. Do you know that? God still raises people from the dead. He's still at work doing these miraculous things. 
Let me round this out for you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Your word is at work, and people are going to grab hold of it today. It's not just going to be something we're talking about. Yeah, we'll keep talking about it, but, but because, Lord, you're going to do it. Somebody's getting a hold of this word this morning. And it's going to transform your tomorrow. Just like that fig tree changed between one day and the next, your situation is going to change based on what you're believing for today. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet right now. I believe we got a word earlier in the service that said something about God showing up and doing what would be very different from normal in your life if you could believe it. Those who are bound by the natural the fig tree was just doing what was natural to the fig tree. Jesus gave them this word. You need to hear this today. All of you need to hear this. So give this preacher your attention for these last few moments. You need to hear this very word. Jesus gave them the ability to alter the natural by the work of the supernatural if we could or would believe. And not doubt. Some of you are up against a natural circumstance. You may have even got yourself in the middle of the natural circumstance. It may be all your fault. But if you will believe, and if it involves the necessity of forgiving someone, if you have the courage to do that, you can see God work in this department even though the problem is connected to this department. And I'd love to launch into a whole other message right now. I'm not going to do that to you. But you got to work what's in this department to accomplish what's in this department. So some of you got to forgive some people all of us got to believe God on a level that we've not yet got to. Let's be honest. Right? Let's just be honest. We're not there yet, but I'm on my way. I'm on my way. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. So grab hold of that thing, whatever it is, put it out in front of you right now and put it in your hands. Imagine that thing, that situation, that family issue, your marriage, the, uh, the, the problems you're having with your adult children or your young children or your teenage children. Put it out there in front of you. That financial situation that seems, in, the natural says there's no way. 
put it out there in front of you. Your, your health, put it out there in front of you. Now, when God does what he's going to do, don't just leave it out there and say, isn't that neat? Look what God did. Now take, take your testimony and use it for the glory of his kingdom. If God gives you more strength, don't just tell him you're going to do more. Do more. Amen. Provides for you financially. Don't just tell him you're going to give more. Give more. Do that up front by faith. family situation God solves that you make sure you give testimony to the kingdom of God and his work your eyes are closed you're looking into your situation and you're saying right now Father I'm grabbing hold of faith that I didn't have yesterday all that you've worked by the power of your spirit in this place today it's, I know it's because you're going to do something you intend to do something in my heart and in my life. If it's financial, Lord, I, I give it over to you. I, I can't carry it, Lord. The burden's too big for me, but you told us. The preacher just said it a moment ago. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we could ask or even think. So, God, we give that to you. If it's physical healing, we give that to you. We place it before you. If it's an emotional family situation, we give that to you, Lord. I can't carry it. I don't have the courage. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability, but I know you, and you are infinite. You don't have quit in you. So, God, I'm with you. I'm linking arms with you, Lord. I'm going to believe you for more than I ever possibly imagined. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610 610- 865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel, not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.